listening to Forecast, the marketing podcast for professional services leaders. If you're looking to generate more leads, win more deals, and take your firm to the next level, this show is your shortcut. Hey there, and welcome back to the show. This is part two of our series on messaging. And in case you missed part one, here was the bottom line. You are not the client. You are not the buyer. You are not the prospect. You as the professional or the firm, you have what's called the curse of knowledge. You know so much more about this problem and about this pain point than your buyer does. And for that reason, you're going to have a hard time crafting messages that speak their language because the truth is you don't really know their language anymore. So instead of relying on you and your team to craft these messages, you'd be much better off relying on your buyers and your prospects to tell you what they want to hear from you, to tell you what they want to buy, and then to use their language in your messaging. And in this lesson, I'm going to show you exactly how to do that. But before we get into it, if you haven't yet joined us inside our free course on the five P's of lead generation for professional services firms, you're going to want to check that out right now. Inside the course, I will show you a proven five-part formula to generate a flood of new business for your firm. And you can join us inside the course at no charge by heading over to 5leadgen.com. That's 5leadgen.com. And you can spell out five or use the number. Either one works. So before we get into the details of how to get these messages from your clients and from your buyers and your prospects, let's talk a little bit about what you should be looking for. In the end, when a client purchases from you, when they make that buying decision, what they're really buying is a better version of themselves. See, there's a before state and there's an after state. And the before state is where the buyer is right now. Before they hire you, before they do business with you, before you solve their problem, there's a before state. And it's status quo and they're struggling and they're feeling the everyday pain of the problem that you solve. And then there's an after state. There's an after state that describes what their life is like when this problem is gone, what their life is like without that menacing pain that they've been struggling with, how things change and what that means for them and for their business and for their family or whatever it may be. And you can boil down any purchase. I don't care what it is, whether it's a product or a service, whether it's B2B, whether it's B2C. Ultimately, you can boil down every single transaction to this journey from before to after. So when it comes to messaging, all you really need to do is figure out what is the before state? What is your client struggling with before they discover you? What does their day look like? What does their life look like? What does that pain feel like? And then you need to figure out the after state, that what happens when everything is better? What happens when the problem is solved? What does that mean for them? What meaningful change does that represent in their lives? And notice I haven't said anything yet about your services or your solutions. Those are details. Ultimately, good messaging comes down to taking buyers on that journey from before to after. It's identifying 
with them and where they are right now by describing the before state, which demonstrates that you understand what they're struggling with because you're describing it to them and they can see themselves in the picture that you're creating and then selling them the after state by speaking directly to their motivations and to their hopes and their to their desires and the things that they're looking for in that after state. And when you have a match, when you're speaking their language, when they see themselves in your before picture and your after picture, that's where powerful messages come from. And so you can also see why targeting very specific clients is really important here because everyone has a different before state and a different after state. They have different pains in the before picture and they have different motivations in the after picture. And if you cast a wide net and try to speak to everyone, then you're not really going to craft a picture or paint a picture rather that's going to be compelling. Okay, so now how do you do that? How do you get that before picture? How do you get that after picture? How do you figure out what the pains and the motivations are of your ideal client profile? I'm going to give you four tactics that you can use here. The first is to conduct interviews. Actually go and conduct interviews with your actual clients. That's probably the best place to start. Find out what made them buy. Find out what their before state looked like. Find out what they were struggling with. Find out how they discovered you. Find out what, what it is that you said to them to make them want to buy. And dig deep here because the risk is that your clients may end up telling you what you want to hear because you have a relationship with them and they may just kind of tell you what they think you're looking for. But your job is to try to get past the surface and to assure them that, you know, you're not just looking for some uh, reassurance here. You're actually looking for the real reasons that they bought from you. And if it helps, you might actually want somebody else to conduct these interviews and make them anonymous so that you can be sure that you're not just being appeased by your clients. Now, you can do these interviews with prospects as well. And in fact, it can be a really effective way to get your foot in the door. So instead of leading with a pitch or a consultation or some kind of message around your services and solutions, lead with some questions. Try to find out what they're struggling with. Try to find out what their problems are and frame it as an information gathering exercise. The second tactic you can use to get this data from your clients is surveys. Surveys can be a really effective tool if you do them right. And the most powerful type of survey to identify what your buyers want is called an open-ended survey, where you ask an open-ended question and let them answer in their own words instead of choosing from a predetermined list like a multiple choice questionnaire. Now, these surveys are best performed when there's no incentive. So you're not giving away, you know, a gift card or a chance to win some kind of a prize. Because when you add incentives into the mix, then the integrity of the data can be compromised. Because now you don't know if somebody responded to the survey because they're interested or because they want the prize. Now, a really effective way to employ this strategy is to ask a single open-ended question when somebody opts into your email list. This is a time where they're typically highly engaged with you and your offering and they want to learn more about you. And so you can ask them a very simple, direct and straightforward question. For example, I ask my subscribers when they join my list, and you may have seen this if you're on the list, what's the number one marketing challenge that you're struggling with right now? And I can tell you the data that I get from those answers is absolute gold. The third tactic that you can use to gather this information and gather these messages is attending live events and networking. 
This is the old-fashioned way of just getting out of the building and talking to people, but talking to them in a very specific way. The reason people dread going to live events and networking typically is because they're afraid of selling. They don't know what to say to people to sell themselves. But what I'm saying to you here is you don't need to sell yourself. In fact, you probably shouldn't sell yourself. I think it is far more effective when you're at one of these live networking events to simply go in with the agenda of gathering information. And every time you meet somebody, you ask them questions. You try to figure out what is going on in their lives. What problems are they struggling with? What pains are they struggling with? And you ask really thoughtful, intelligent questions to try to understand their perspective. Not only will this give you the data that you need, but it also ends up being a really effective way to engage people because people like it when you take interest in them. People like it when you ask them smart and thoughtful questions. And the fourth tactic that you can use to find out what your buyers are looking for is some good old fashioned online stalking. Social media is a gold mine of data. Chances are your buyers are in a number of LinkedIn groups related to their industry or related to their profession or the work that they do. And in these groups, you've got people sharing content, sharing ideas, asking questions, providing answers. You've got all these rich conversations where your buyers are gathering and they're having conversations and discussions with their peers in a safe space. And sometimes just reading these conversations, just pouring through these posts and these messages can be more than you need to be able to craft the kind of messages that those buyers would respond to. And finally, pay attention to what people in your niche are publishing, especially the thought leaders. What kind of content are they creating? What are they writing about in their blog posts? What are they talking about on their podcasts or in their videos? Because chances are, if they are real thought leaders, they probably have their ear to the ground. And if they're talking about something, there's probably a good reason for it. So now what you want to do is regardless of which tactic or tool that you employ to gather your data, you want to now bring it together into some kind of a format that you can use to craft your messaging. Because the goal here is you want these messages to be coming directly from your buyers and going back to your buyers. You don't want them to come from you. And if you don't have some kind of a tool to facilitate this, you will end up using your own ideas and your own filter as a crutch. So there are a few tools that you can use here to aid in this process. And we've mentioned them before on the podcast, but I'll mention them again here and I'll provide you with some links in the show notes that you can use to learn more. The first is the empathy map. The empathy map is an incredible exercise that really forces you to get inside your buyer's mind and begin to see the world from their perspective. So once you've had all these conversations, you've done some interviews, you've done a survey, you've had some real life conversations, you've done some social media listening and some spying and some stalking. Once you've done all of that, then sit down and do an empathy map so you can document all of the things that you've learned about your buyers through that research. The second thing you can do is document your buyer's journey. And we did a whole series on the podcast about the buyer's journey where I walked you through the three distinct stages that buyers go through when they make buying decisions. So now what you want to do is go through that buyer's journey and start writing down the questions that your buyers have at each stage of the journey, the issues that they're dealing with, the things that they're looking for, the answers that you might be able to provide to engage them at that stage in the journey. 
And the third tool I'll point you to is the value proposition canvas. This is a great way to take that work that you did in the empathy mapping exercise, that perspective that you gained about your buyer, and translate that into a value proposition that directly speaks to the needs and the pains and the hopes and the motivations of your buyer. And again, I'm dropping links in the show notes to this episode on all of those tools so you can learn more. So that's a wrap on this lesson. Coming up in the third and final installment in this series on messaging, we're going to look at how to speak to buyers who may be at different levels of awareness. Because when buyers come to you, they're not all in the same frame of mind or the same state of mind. And you need a way to figure out where they're at in their journey or in their process or in their thinking so you can speak directly to where they are. If you haven't yet subscribed to the show on iTunes, do us both a favor, head over to iTunes, search for forecast marketing, find the show, hit subscribe. And while you're at it, leave a rating or a review. It helps more people discover the show. And finally, if you haven't yet joined us inside our free course on the five P's of lead generation for professional services firms, you're going to want to do that right now. Head over to fiveleadgen.com and join us inside the course at no charge. That's fiveleadgen.com and you can spell out five or use the number, either one works. 